coach? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. So, so gentlemen, we'll we'll jump, coach. We'll jump right into it. Um, you know, allow me to do uh, introductions. Welcome to the Athletes Grind by Five Star Athletics. Um, you know, I'm your host Ray, um, and and our our sponsor today is Mr. Ginger Shots. Uh, but before we get into that, we definitely want to talk to uh, two of Miami Central High's finest. Uh, we got Coach Snipes, offensive coordinator, as well as Coach Job, Jube, uh, defensive coordinator with us today from the Miami Central High Rockets. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. I greatly appreciate it. So, Coach, thank you, thank you. So, Coach, um, you know, let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, Coach Job. If you can tell us some things about yourself, you know, uh, how long you've been coaching, um, you know, how long you've been around the game, you know, defensive coordinator, just for those, our fans, our followers that don't know of you, um, that should know of you, uh, you know, just give us a little background about yourself. Uh, I've been coaching for about, this is going my 10th year. Um, I've been coaching all across the state of Florida. Um, I've primarily been focused on the uh, side of the law segment is. Uh, first started out at uh, MSP Godfrey. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Coach, you know, as you stated, you know, you've been all around the state of Florida pretty much. Um, so uh, a lot of experience there. Um, and, and Coach Snipes, I see you trying to get into location right there, so I'll give you a little minute. Um, all right, Coach. So, Coach Snipes, you know, it's, it's on you right now. If you can tell us some things about yourself, you know, for our fans and our followers that don't know of you. Uh, as of yet, you know, y your history, your background in, in, in football, offensive coordinator, where you've coached. Give us a little history about yourself, Coach. I'm uh, Coach Snipes, uh, offensive coordinator at Miami Central Senior High. I've been, I've been at Miami Central for since 2009. Uh, before then, I was at uh, Miami Northwestern. And before then, I actually started at the park. I was at Bunch Park and Overtown Arguments for a couple of years, uh, head coach and OC over there. And then I came to high school and just kind of, you know, figured it was time to spread out and grasp my wings a little further. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and coaches, you know, this this question is for both of you. Both of you. Um, you know, I'm here in Broward County. I'm, I'm, I'm in the South Florida area as well. Um, but 
for everyone around the country, we know um, that the, the Miami student athletes are, are just different. They're, they're, they're bred differently. And, and my, my question for you guys is, you know, what makes the Miami athlete, student athlete, so different from any other athlete uh, in the country? What, what is it about, you know, growing up in Miami and playing football in Miami that, that is just has a kid so passionate? I'll, I'll give it to you first, Coach Joe. Um, I'd have to say, uh, to me, being a, a product of this culture um, and being able to go across the uh, Florida community, I would say it's just the culture from Bentley. You're taught the game of football and, and, and what it can do for your life. You had an early age, let's say four years old, uh, which is not let to use football, not let football use you. They use it as a vessel. A lot of times they think, and that's why we, we play football in Miami. It's, it's not dangerous, it's actually way of life. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Coach Snipes, I'll let you get in here. Um, you know, we're just talking about what makes the Miami athletes so different from any other uh, student athlete around the country. You know, just um, just the passion and determination that they play with uh, on the field um, and, and, and the environment that they're brought up in. Just, just if you could talk a little bit about that, Coach Snipes, and, and what you've seen from the student athletes coming up uh, up under you. Um, I mean, we basically, in Miami, you got to understand this. Like, we play football year-round just about, like, it's, it's not like when you go up north and they play basketball and all that stuff. It's basically year round. It's, 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 it's football now is more into a twelve month sport, especially in the state of Florida because the weather. I mean, pretty much we could do it year round. And a lot of times we got kids playing since they were five and four years old. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the community. That's the community is the biggest asset that we have in Miami as far as pushing our athletes to be great because. We all have those neighborhood heroes, and we always want to be the next great neighborhood hero. Like you say, the, the, the neighborhood give you a nickname. Right. <laughs> so I mean, you always want to, you always want to please your neighborhood first. Your community, your neighborhood. You get big in your community, your neighborhood. For us in Miami, that's a win. Right, right. And, and coach, you know, Snipes, if you can talk a little bit more about that, you know, everybody knows that, you know. Every team tries to practice as hard as they can just to kind of simulate game game conditions. But talk about you know your your practice, you know Miami Central Rockets practice, and, and how hard you guys go and, and why you go as hard as you go. Uh, we practice hard because for one, the, the standard like which, when you sign up to play football at Miami Central, this is it's a standard that you got to meet to even play at Miami Central. Like right? that's we we believe in that, we teach that, we preach it from day one. You just don't walk in here and just think, oh, okay, I can just give a half an effort. Like the product is what we, what we stand on. Like when you walk in Miami Central, when you put that Central name on your chest, that 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 stands for more than anything. Like you can't, you can't cheat it. You can't, you can't get around it. You gotta understand. You know what you're signing up for. So when you sign up to get the product right, we gotta, we gotta practice. Like every day is is, is game day for us. 
Right. So, you know, I coach offense, and, and I tell I tell my guys on my side of the ball, stop, I tell the defense, stop on the second whistle. The first whistle just means you close. So if he's not finishing the run or mm-hmm. he's not trying to score, and I don't believe in, you know, we I got tough kids all the time. You know, you get that old, he holding me, coach. If he holding you, that means you're not running fast enough. Right. To me, that's what that means. Right. If he's holding you, if he's able to hold your jersey while you running and you're not dragging him and pulling him, you're not running fast enough. Right. So for me, I mean, we preach that. We stand on that. That's 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 from day one. Right. And, and Coach, you, you know, t- to you, you know, Coach Snipes got a high-powered offense and, and you got a monster defense. But going against that high-powered offense every day in practice, you know, just talk a little bit about, you know, how you like to have your, your guys ready to go and going hard in practice just as well as Coach Snipes' uh, offense. Man, he beat me in practice. He ain't gonna take the truth. He gonna be modest. He be kicking my butt in practice. Hey, 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 coach, tell the tell the truth now, coach. Tell the truth now. The people want to hear the truth. Modest, man. They whooped me all spring. I was I was nervous going into the spring game. You ain't sneaking up on nobody, coach. You tell the truth now. Nah, man. We got a high potent offense, man. Those guys they give us a challenge every day. Uh, anything that's a learning thing for me, because I mean, AJ probably got more football than I actually know. So it's a learning experience every day for us. Um, I do say this, you know, when you play, when you play for Switzerland, you coach at Switzerland, it's a different standard. Um, you can't keep anything close. You can't keep anything in the referee's end. Because if, if you do in the game, it's going to go the other way. So, you know, we teach our kids, man, look, man, we got to blow everybody out. We got to we gotta beat everybody in this position. We got to make sure that there, you don't leave any doubt. But if there is any doubt, you're going to miss out on that because you're my understanding. We embrace being bad guys, to be honest with you. That's how we practice. We practice like we can't have any close games. Right. So, you know, that's why we practice a sense of urgency. It's a sense of your head on fire. There's no lack of minutes going on in our practice. We practice like it's game day, to be honest with you. And that's why when they go into the game, it's so easy. You know, the bad mind sense, you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and I want to give y'all the opportunity, Coach Snipes and Coach Jube. You know, Coach Jube, you first. Um, you know, if you could talk about some of your other coaches on defense, uh, your DB coach, your linebacker coach, um, all your other coaches, just tell us a little bit their names and, and the history um, and, and what they're doing for the program. Okay, well, first and foremost, man, I got to talk about my linebacker coach. Yeah, Athens, man. Mm-hmm. Mark, Mark Mitchell and Miami Central uh, Foundation as far as um, what it does for the community, what it does for the kids. Um, everybody on my defense that we that, that I coached with, we played together in season, so it's, it's a selection. It was then for us. He was a linebacker, he was a team captain. Um, I just so proud of him seeing his growth uh, as far as the coach. He coached one of the best linebackers, of course, if not the best linebacker, of course, in the nation last year, uh, which was uh, Terrence Lewis, who was the defensive number one linebacker. On rivals was week four seven, and we had Wesley the Saint, who was Number one linebacker twenty four seven as far as three. And Rudy Jean Lewis was a you know good possible as well. Right. Um, so he was a good job for me on defense. My my other my other assistant coach guy, I mean uh, Show you the type of guy he is, the type of player. I'm glad. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate that, Coach. And Coach Snipes, you know, you up next. You, you know, you, you, the running back coach, the the the, the wide receiver coach. Tell, tell us, tell us what you're working with. Tell, tell us why y'all a powerhouse. Let us know. I mean, we got. I got Tommy Shulhan Shulu. I mean, uh, Shulu Shulu played for me at, on the 2010 state championship team. He only just went. He he left. Uh, went to college and led Marshall in. And receiver, he's the all-time leading receiver at University of Marshall. Came back and decided he wanted to give back and get to the community. So he started coaching uh, with me. He's coaching my receivers. I got uh, Coach Tim Everson, coaches running backs, does a great job teaching my guys how to read the box and get downhill. And 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 we always say, you know, as we play running back at Miami Central, the safety is your guy. We don't block him. That's your man. You gotta right. you, you gotta, gotta make him miss. Right. Uh, uh, O-line, I got Michael Ross, Michael Chop Ross. Uh, he been coaching, he coached with, he co- we, we coached together at Northwestern when uh, we were over there. So, I mean, we just came and just put the system back together, put the band back together over here at Central. And we just kept going from there. Uh, our quarterback coach is Anthony White. Uh, he does a good job on the quarterbacks. And, you know, we just kind of, we just kind of keep it moving, man. You know, we, for us, it's just, it's like I said, it's a standard. We all come in, we're a veteran group. We don't spend a lot of time doing a whole lot of extra stuff. We don't try to trick you. We're not going to come in with 900 formations and 33,000 plays. It's going to be basic, but we're going to be great at what we do. Right. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. And, and, and Coach, I'll go back to you, Coach Drew. Uh, you know, speak a little bit about the facility, you know, the, 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 the field, the, the weight rooms, you know, for any student athlete coming up out of Little League that's, that want to play for, the, for, for Central or anybody that want to transfer, you know, uh, to, to, the, to the school, to the football program. Talk a little bit about, you know, what the accommodations are at the school for the student athletes. I mean, well, I'll say this about the accommodations for the uh, school. Uh, what, what happens is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say we have to stay in the yard, back uh, screen TVs and turf fields and things of that nature. What we are reaching is tradition. We're rich in tradition. You know what? We, we, we make good with what the, what the, what the things that we have. And on our record, our, our track record, these are effective for us when we do. And what we're doing with our system, you know what I'm saying? Um, we also start with as far as like um, spring practice, recording practice, and things of that nature. Because, you know, we knew that college folks were going to be able to come out there. So, what we had to do is instead of being able to have the college folks come out, we just had to come out the college folks, clips and practice, and things of that nature. So, 
you know, I would say this. Uh, for me, the facilities that they actually have out there at Miami Central are affected because at the end of the day, you're going to get it out of mud. Absolutely. That, that sounds like that old Miami hurricane uh, uh, model uh, when they didn't have the best of facilities. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. And, and Coach Snipes, you know, uh, to you, um, that, that Coach Jubin's answer that, uh, what type of off the field programs uh, that are you guys involved in with the student athletes? You know, I, you guys are going out of, out of the, out of the uh, state uh, quite often, playing big time national ranked teams. You know, but off the field, you know, what type of other programs do you guys have for the student athletes? I mean, we do a lot of we do a lot of stuff. Like most of our kids, we we, we all make we make them take an SAT, ACT prep class. So I mean, we don't start. We one of the few programs in Bay County that don't start practice till four o'clock, even though the kids get out at two twenty. Mm-hmm. Because from two thirty to, to three forty, our kids ain't study all. So we run it like a collegiate program. Like it's always something you can do. Uh, in the summertime, we use our student athletes to give back to the community. If it's just going around and helping the, the, the local schools, the elementary, the middle schools who understand, we'll, we'll, we'll pull the furniture out and so the custodians could, could wax and mop the floors. We connect the computers back because I'm an IT guy, so I always figured, like, you know, if a kid could learn what I got, I went to school for five years for, if I can give it to you for free. Right. In high school, it might be, it might lead to you wanting to do this for a career, you know, as well. Uh, we make our kids, we got a lot of kids that, that go back at the park. Like we got a, I got a lineman right now. Uh, uh, Mike, he's, he just, uh, he just took his junior, his junior coaches, uh, 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 certification to coach back at the office program. Okay. So, I mean, we, we do a lot of little stuff like as far as that and mentoring kids. Uh, we, we just believe in making it better. We want to leave it better than what we found. That's that's the main thing. And that's what we preach to our kids. Like, you know, leave everything better than what you find. If you do that, then you'll be productive in society. No matter what you do, you take that, that, that approach to life. You, you can't, can't go wrong. You know, anything you touch, just leave it better than what you found. Even that, and you can't go wrong doing that. Absolutely. And a lot of these student athletes, you know, they, they lead the program and they, they go on to be successful and, and, you know, coming back to the community and also investing in the community with your time, your money, you know, your whatever your IT experience, whatever it may be, uh, is really important to, to continue uh, the tradition uh, at Miami Central. So I definitely understand that, Coach. And, and Coach, Coach Snipes, you know, your, your offense has put up a lot of points, um, you know, some big numbers uh, over over the years. And, you know, j- just the players that have come through, um, you know, talk about the ability to make the, the in-game adjustments um, and, and overall preparation leading up to the game. Talk a little bit about that and, and what you guys do to get ready for the opponent to put up those big-time numbers. I mean, we basically we, we meet on Sundays and we break down film a lot and it's a lot of film study and tendencies and, and uh, just – you know, certain things we do, we just gonna we gonna stick to our guns, and we gonna make sure. Like I said, we gonna do it. We gonna do it simple, but we gonna do it well. A lot of times, I lean on my, I lean on my defensive staff because they see stuff from a defensive point of view. Like a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of OCs are too prideful and stubborn to ask the guys with the same color polo that they have on. Hey, coach, man, they they doing some funky stuff on the back end with this coverage. Look at it. Tell me what they got going on. And they'll be able to give it to me, but they're going to give it to me in my terminology, which is 80% of what you need to know. So now you know how to make your adjustments. You know, like I, I, I lean on Coach Jube in a minute. Like I'll draw up a formation 
and be like, hey, Drew, how, what would be the adjustment? Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, yeah, cool, they're going to have to move this guy based on their front, this, this, and this, da, da, da. From there, and the in-game adjustment, I already got your in-game adjustments. Right. I already got them. Because I feel like I got the best staff in, in the country. So if you fool me, you can't fool them because they defense guys. So a lot of times they understand and they'll say, oh, coach, yeah, man, he just, he playing the hard front. He just playing games with the, with eight-patch backers or whatever. Just, you know, if you do this, it's going to give them a problem. Oh, okay, cool. From that, I got 500 different things I could do to you. Right. So, I mean, the one thing I learned about being OC is you can, you can take advice from everybody, but don't lose your identity. So, I mean, my thing is I, I lean on my defense staff. Before I do, before, if I get confused, I ask them, hey, coach, look at it and tell me what they're doing. They slant to the back, they slant to the field. They pick up on it five times faster than I probably would because they, they understand the defense side of it, the defense aspect. So I'm, I'm never too prideful to lean on. And then, you know, these guys got these young minds, man. They, they be brilliant. They, 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 the football that they playing now, we didn't play when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, we was, we was, Two back, maybe two tight end, and it was down here, cloud of dust. We might throw twelve passes a game. Right, right. right. Now the game's wide open. So, I mean, what they learn in college and stuff—that's how you stay relevant. You get your young guys to come back, and they tell you what they learn in college, and you can't—you you just keep morphing into what you needed to be. Right, right, right. And, and Coach Jube, you know, it, jump in on that, you know. We talked about the offense being high-powered and putting up a lot of points, and, and you, you got several shutouts over the years. Um, but, you know, what kind of adjustments do you make when the offense is scoring so quickly and then, you know, your defense is back out on the field trying to get that stop? So how does that play out on your, on your end of the ball? Just to piggyback on what AJ said, I mean, a lot of people don't know contrary to probably believe. You know, me and AJ spent a lot of time on the phone as far as, you know, just throwing notes at each other or throwing ideas and brainstorming and things of that nature as far as, you know, offense and defense. Because football is football. So, you know, I got a great staff as far as adjustments. But also, man, I look at AJ, and if I have an issue with an offense, so I, I'll talk to AJ, like, yeah, what you think? Like, what's just going on? What do you see? Because, uh, I mean, she, she, excuse me, she, uh, AJ, he comes to my meetings. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, and, and there's no secret, you know, some, some coordinators. You know, they're against each other, man. Me and AJ, yeah. both our colors are, are green and white yeah. at the end of the day. We're trying to win. You know, so if there's something that you see that I miss, there's something that you see that's your exploit, and you'll put me up on game before I get it done, all right, cool. The same thing goes with me. Oh, we don't have any egos when it comes to that. And I think that that's why, uh, I mean, any game adjustments are simple and easy to us because, all uh, right, yeah, maybe all week, you know, we were planning for this. But guess what? That's, that's not working. So guess what? We're going to have a window. We're going to do what's going to work. You know, right. and our kids take to that as well. Our kids understand that. They understand that this is the plan, but in life, sometimes the plan is not what happens. And you yes. got to adjust. Yeah. And you can't, you can't climb up the field. You got to wipe it up unless you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Coach Jude, stick, sticking on that right there, um, you know, it, the, Coach Snipes talked about the film study and, and your side of the ball as well. You know, you talk about the in-game adjustments, but from week-to-week week adjustments, looking at the film, seeing what was done last last week and things of that nature so what do you try to get across to the student athletes when they watch the film you know teach them how to watch the film how to break down what 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 how, how does that go oh uh, the thing about it is i was coming in high school man a lot of guys talk about film but you know uh, a lot of kids don't know how to watch film right you know, they, they're watching film to uh look at highlights and look at touchdowns they're not looking intentionally <laughs> to get tendencies and get things 
skill leader there as we gonna uh, assist them in the game. So my job, just like it's being a teacher, being a teacher. But I tell my, my assistant coach that like I don't want to coach, I don't want to teach her. I want you to be able to teach your kids, you know, what's what they're supposed to be looking for, what they're supposed to be doing. Because at the end of the day, some of the best coordinators or coaches started out as teaching Gary Pruitt. Uh, a former head coach of Tennessee, former Alabama DC, mm-hmm. used to teach kindergarten. You know, so you can teach kindergarten, and you can teach first grade, second grade, things of that nature. Some of some some key elements to the to the youngest kids. I mean, you can break things down in simplified versions. So that's what I do with film. Is I really break things down to simplified versions. My kids barely ever get the whole film and just watch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are increments where they can actually look at film and understand what they're supposed to do. But I'll be honest with you, we. We go deep in, in deep in depth when it comes to our scouting. Man, our kids probably know your first name, your last name, your nickname, uh, uh, what you have for lunch, how you feel, your Twitter handle. I, I, we know everything about you before you actually even do it. You know, and that goes to the definition of our kids and how we survey them. Because I go on the our board practice and I'll read off your, your, your film logs as far as how much time you did on film this week. Mm. And are you dedicated to school or not? That's right. the type of accountability. That I have within my kids, but then when, once my kids start seeing the preparation, because I, like I said before, our separation is in our preparation mm. because we prepare, we prepare, and and, 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 and sometimes like, it's like they know the play, they do know the play because they studied it, they seen it, they've digested it, they internalized it, and that's what they seen that's going to make them. And they know when they know something, they know that that's going to have you know it's going to make make the game even easier for them, and they're going to respond quicker. And they, and they see the power of that. And, they, and that's one of the joys I get out of coaching is self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Self-discovery. As a teacher, you try to teach that to the students. Like, I'm not the answer. I'm the guide to the answer. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the thing I give the kids as a coach. It's like, listen, I'm not going to tell you every player what to do. It's up to you to empower yourself with the tools that I give you and the resources that I give you for you to empower yourself, for you to be dedicated, and you to win you know, because I coach to the kids' capacity, not their capability. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and coach, you know, I'm glad you said that, you know, the separate the separation is in the preparation because a lot of people, you know, around the country look and say, oh, man, they got the best athletes down in Miami, but they're not looking at the preparation that you put in. So yeah. go ahead, coach. And that couldn't be further from the truth because I've coached in North Florida where these guys are, they, they, you know, to be honest with you, that's genius and simplicity. And I'm going to just be real with you. A lot of times these coaches, they get in their way with their egos because they want to be the sharpest pistol in the box. They want to have the, the, the best marker on the board. Listen, if X is better than O, let X run past O. You ain't got to make it up. You're not out there playing. Stop trying to live vicariously through these kids. Your days of playing are over. Stop trying. If it's not a guy, wait a reception. Did you call that play? And I'm like, hell no, I didn't. Right. That kid's just amazing. Right. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with, hey, kids, do what you do. And that's okay. But see, the problem is a lot of coaches out here who want to take pride in that and say, oh, no, he wouldn't have did that if it wasn't. Listen, man, we're here to coach the game. We're here to mold young men into being functional adults in the society. Football is just a byproduct of what we're actually trying to do. Right. So once we get past that, and I'm okay with, oh, man, it guys down south have super athletes. We do, but we're actually coaching as well. We're preparing them as well. Because if they, because at the end of the day, listen, yeah, they can call their own place, but who 
can to play up for them to call, okay? They know what situations are wrong with. I tell my kids that all the time, especially on Wall Street. I don't even got to come to Wall Street. Y'all know what to do. Right. You got to go to the factory. Meaning, once I first went over, that's going to lay your belt. going to keep going. It's going to keep going. It doesn't mean you to sit up there and micromanage. I got a micromanage. If I got a helicopter, you, you can't play for me. Yeah. And, and Coach Snipes, you know, jump, jumping out a little bit, you know, you, you had a great season last year, um, you know, um, another championship and, and, and a hell of an offense that, that you have. You know, what, what are you looking for out of the QB position specifically uh, to, to ensure that the offense continues to run smoothly? Uh, I'm always looking for the cerebral guy, you know, the guy that, that can think. Like, you can have a lot of athletes, but at that position – you get an athlete, then the athlete will revert back to his athletic ability more than stay in the system. So I'll take, a, I'll take an athlete, now, don't get me wrong, but as long as he's cerebral also. Like, I don't want an athlete that just run around back there. I, I need the guy, because my offense is, I'm never in a bad plate as long as I got a cerebral quarterback. My quarterback calls protection. He calls everything. Like, I don't think people realize I got a a 16 or 15 year old back that called him protection. You got guys in, in, in on the next level that can't do that. Yeah. He make he make all the adjustments. If you start blitzing me, he'll get me out of he'll change he'll turn protection to pick up the blitz. So and if he gets confused, then I got calls that I can I can bail him out. But for the most part, I just need that cerebral guy that that, that stays in the system and understands what we're trying to do. I mean, my quarterback preparation is. Is a headache because he he gets tested constantly. You know we 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 prepare for every front. It's not you might just be a forty team, but I'm preparing if you get out there forty and jump into an all front that I can I can I can block that too. So mm-hmm. that's just that's just how that's how we prepare. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing like like Coach you say get comfortable being uncomfortable. Nothing nothing surprises us. And coach, coach, you know, talk a little bit about you know the the the, the players. You know, maybe you you, you want to say some names, maybe not. I'm not sure, but you know, who are we? Who do we need to be on the lookout for? Some some rising juniors, you know, some upcoming seniors that we need to be on the lookout for. Who who in your estimate that that in the, it's in the Miami Central program that we need to be on the lookout for this upcoming season? Um, you know what I'll do? I I I'll throw a little curveball at you. You know, I'll let I'll let Adrian. Speak on the defense, and I'll speak on the offense. Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. I'll say, uh, I'll say uh, guys that I, I look forward to seeing uh, continue to shine in the light is Keyon Jenkins, our, our superpower. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of doubt was about this kid coming into Central, whether or not he had the strong enough arm, whether or not he was so equal. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. he showed last year, as the year progressed, he showed last year that he is the top nine single caller in South Florida. Um, another kid that that I want to I want to give a shout out to on the offense is a Trenton Henry, a Trenton Henry who's looking uh, who was also a role player last year, but he's looking to be that guy, one of the key targets to pick up for Yoki Brown and Robert McMillan left. And another kid, the new kid that we got, man, look out for him, Terry Dix. We call him Blue. We call him Blue. Um, and, he, and, and I'm going to say, he embodies his nickname because if you're from South Florida and you know when you take, take a call deep, puts it back deep and trash bottles, the whole crowd, you know, that right there. And he embodies that right there, which is blue. So you'll be hearing a lot about him. Um, another name that I'm going with is Zaylin Reese. 
Lamar Seymour, that whole receiving core, I'm, I'm ready to see them shine. They had a terrific spring. AJ, AJ talks about uh, uh, how I was looking behind all spring. Yeah, it's because he wanted to run the ball. Uh, when he threw the ball, he threw it at will because, you know, we had, you know, we had some adjustments to do, but that whole receiving core, they're elite. Mm-hmm. Elite, and they all work, work cohesively. And Coach, Coach Snipes, you know, he, he spoke highly of your offense, you know. I don't know how you match that, but <laughs> well, what, what you got to say about his defense? What, what, what we look, need to look out for? Who we need to look out for? Well, first of all, everybody know the two big names because they probably going to be number one. They probably going to be the top prospects in their class at their position. You got Wesley was saying, uh, Wesley, Wesley going to be the top linebacker probably. At the end of the year, he'll probably be the number one linebacker in the country in his position. Then you got Ruben Bain, who, of course, he's a junior. Mm-hmm. And when you pick up an offer from Nick Saban as a junior, yeah. you got to know. Big time. You dominate, you dominate your class. Uh, outside of that, we got a kid that was by far uh, the, the, the surprise of the spring uh, with Dante Hunt. Like, we, we moved his position from linebacker to defense to the end. And this is why we say at Central, it's a standard because the mm-hmm. kid didn't complain. He could have said, nah, coach, I'm a linebacker. Guess what he said, coach? If I can help the team right here, I'll play. Kid didn't look back. Absolutely. And honestly, he probably was MVP of the spring because we couldn't block him all spring. And I was like, all right, coach. I, I had to tell him to take his helmet off one day in practice to make sure I knew who he was. I'm like, y'all snuck somebody else in on me. Uh, we got him. We got, we, got, we got some returning guys that I think is going to be stellar as far as Sean Smoke and uh, Solomon. And we got a cover guy. It's going to be, it's, it's, like Coach said, it's going to be a movie, man. They got some 
they got some stores over there, and uh, we got we we, we doing some in house uh, cleaning up too. So we got a couple of guys that's probably gonna show up on the roster, and people gonna be like, well, wait, where he came from? <laughs> so I mean, we got a couple okay. of guys. We, we 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 gonna say that though, cause you I know, got a lot you. Of in their feelings you know, right now, so we, we can't. Can't let all the cat out. The right, right. I don't want you to, Coach. I don't want you to. I don't want you to. And I, I, I just got to just, just two more, and, and I get y'all out of here. You know, definitely uh, with, with y'all traveling all over the country and everything. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about it, but it takes money to do that. You know, it, it absolutely takes money to do that. So, you know, for for the community, the fans, the followers around the country uh, that love to see Central uh, football. You know, uh, how can they support the program financially? You know, who can they reach out to? Uh, to make any type of donations or anything like that, who, who who can they reach out to? Any any IG uh, tags or DMs or Twitter? How can they reach reach out to to someone? Uh, right now we in we in process of uh, a transition because our AD we just lost our AD we just lost our principal. Like mm. that's another thing when you go to Miami Central, pretty much if you can, if you can survive here you can survive anywhere. Right. So uh, our AD is moving to Port St. Lucie, Mr. Baldwell. Our principal became a regional director, so I mean, we, we guys are elevating in this program. So we in transition right now, uh, as far as trying to get the next uh, group of administrators and and, and, and uh, but if they want to make a donation, I would say go to the school mm-hmm. with a letter or send it to the send it to the school, Miami Central Senior High, with a letter if you got a check or whatever, and you just. You send in with a letter saying this is for Miami Central football program, and you specify how you want the money to be used. Right. And with that documentation, you keep a letter and keep a copy of your check. With that documentation, uh, we only can use the money as if you, as as you specify in the letter. Correct. So if you say, you know what, I want to feed the team with this money. If I want to do this with this money, I mean that's the thing. Like being an inner city school, I don't think people realize. Uh, the exposure we giving kids just to be able to travel because most of these kids never even travel past uh, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Like for them, Orlando was the end of the world, and now we giving them national exposure. We take them out of town, you know. Uh, we put them on planes. You know, you had kids that never even flew on a plane before. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is big when you're talking about athletes that's gonna go to the next level and play collegiate football. Right. You know. You, you know. The one thing I know about inner city kids, like, and I and I tell you this, because I've lived it and I've experienced it, being a coach now for over twenty plus years in the inner city. I know kids that left our program and never slept in their own bed until they got in college. Mm. They shared a bed with their little brothers or little sisters. I mean, so what we're trying to do is is we, we're trying to show them a different world. Like it's just. The world is so big, but we get caught up into what we know and what we see every day. Right. So the exposure we try to give kids to different things, different food, different cultures. Because every time we go out of town, whether people know it or not, we always do some education. It's never just football. Mm-hmm. We went to D.C. We took the kids to go see the monuments. We, we took them to the uh, African-American uh, uh, History uh, uh, Museum. Like We never just do football. That is always some kind of educational component to it. So, I mean, I don't think people realize how much work and planning that takes because you can plan for a football game. Right. But then imagine trying to plan something academic 
for 85 kids that they will keep their attention to and not lose their focus on the football game. Right. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so you know, it's, it's you know for the fans and the followers uh, out there that wants to, that wants to make a donation, you know, it's imperative that you uh, ensure that you put specifically how you want the money to be used for the program. Uh, definitely, inner city school can definitely use those funds uh, as they travel across the country uh, to keep smacking on people. Uh, so, so de definitely uh, look out for the Miami Central program. And I'll get you guys out on, on this, you know, uh, Coach Drew, you know, is there anything you would like to say, uh, any shout outs you would like to give, you know, uh, on behalf of yourself and the Miami Central uh, High program? Um, just, I'll be honest with you, this is a shout out to my, uh, my head coach, you know, Roland Smith, uh, yep. the legend, you know, um, just give him a shout out on this, um, uh, give him a few platforms to, uh, go on and share, um, to be honest, like, I, this is my dream job, you know, uh, I can recall always using Central as a model, being out of town, what I want my kids to play like, you know what I'm saying, or I can recall watching, uh, AJ Snipes offensively, being intrigued and being like, oh, I was eight years back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so for me, every day I show up to work, it's not work, man. It's a passion of mine. I love it. I love it here. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to take Roland Smith, but you know, and, and my boy Stephen Joseph, for you calling me to come on to uh, be a part of this central uh, program, man, this central family. Because every day, it's, it's like I'm living a dream. Every time I get a chance to put that green and white on, and, 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 and go to school to war for my neighborhood. Right. Because that's what he did, Absolutely. And Coach Snipes, I'll throw it over to you. Any shout outs you want to give uh, on, on behalf of yourself uh, and the Miami Central High program? Uh, I mean, like Coach Drew said, we want to give a shout out to the head coach Roland Smith. Uh, I got King. I, I would be, I would be uh, cutting, cutting him slight if I didn't give him his props. Right. It was uh, also a guy by the name of Telly Lockett. He's the running back in the uh, uh, running, running game coordinator at University of Marshall. Uh, he called me. Well, we we been we been together since we were t little tykes playing at the park. We played army football. We were six years old. He got the OC job in Northwestern. He called me and said, "Hey man, I need you to make this run with me." He brought me over to Northwestern, and then when we came to Century. He was the head coach, and you know we we made this run. We made this historic. We put this historic program uh, in place. Uh, right now today, you know he's like a, like a mentor for me. If it's something I need to ask as far as run game go, he'll draw it up, send it to me. Uh, I'll be more than uh, 
another guy I need to give a shout out to would be Jerry Clay and uh, Mr. Gregory Bethune, the administrators mm-hmm. that, you know, when we came to Miami Central, these guys were were tremendous. Like they, they, they allowed us to to coach this program the way we saw fit. You know, they guided us along the way, but they they never imposed their will as as far as oh you know this kid should be playing because I mean Mr. Bethune had his kids playing on the team and he wouldn't even come back there to practice he'd be like coach whatever y'all do with him that's on them yeah you know how many principals do that like they trust you with their kids right. enough to say coach you got them <laughs> you know that to me that's that that means a lot when you your administrator trusts you with their own biological child you know mm-hmm. and uh. Last but not least, again, I'm gonna give a shout out to Dwight Jackson. Uh, he's like the, the the backbone to this program. He does so many things behind the scenes that people couldn't even imagine. Like it's, it's, it, it goes beyond football. It it can be just even if you just need that that sounding board to bounce some ideas off and that wisdom and that guidance to give you. And even when it's even if it's just your home life, you know, because we in the we in the field where divorce is the highest rate in yeah. our field, yeah. like amongst yeah. coaches. Yeah. So when you got somebody that can tell you, hey man, you need to go home. That's enough. Put that ball down. Put that. Put that. Put 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 the remote down. You need to go. Put the pen down. Yeah. Go home. Man. Spend some time with your family. Right. You know you need that sometimes. You know, and you know it's not coming from it's coming from a place of love. So. You know, that when you're on the sideline and you like, man, we can't get a call tonight. And he looked down there and said, hey, coach, you know, I got out of way more t- stuff harder than this. You got it. Yeah. Let's go. Put your, put your feet on the ground, lace up your boots. Let's go. You need that sometimes. Right. You need that. You need that little that little push. And he's always been there. And I, and I, I speak for all the coaches. You know, he, he does that to every single coach. You know, mm-hmm. he starts off. He starts off our practice with with morning inspiration for the kids. You know, he ends practice for us with with a prayer and devotion. Every meal, he he, he starts off with you know he blesses the food. Like he does all of those little intangibles that you couldn't you couldn't pay somebody else to do. Right, and that that means more than anything. You know, he's also that guy, that voice when you got a kid that's straddling the fence. You know, because he does he he does mortuary work for a living. Mm. You know, he can tell a kid, "Don't end up on my table." And right. It means it it means so much more coming from coming him. from his mouth right. than from mine. You know, a lot of kids straighten up after he after he talk to him, and because that's that's the power of the tongue. Like you know, some people just got that gift where when they say stuff, they speak in existence. And he he's been blessed. He's been anointed to do that. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and and Coach Snipes and, and Coach Jube, I, I, I want to give a shout out to y'all. You know everything you're doing for the Miami Central High program, as well as for the student athletes there. Um, you know a lot of the stuff that you guys do, like like you spoke about, kind of goes under the radar. But we definitely appreciate you uh, guys coming on and kind of giving some insight uh, from the offensive and defensive side. You know, and we definitely look forward to talking to you guys again during the season, hopefully, um, as you guys uh, try to repeat again uh for for a state championship so uh, all the best on the season coaches greatly appreciate y'all joining us here on the athletes grind podcast by five star athletics and uh go rockets take care guys all right all right coach